0: This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN. And you're listening to One Night Stand. And you're listening to One Night Stand.
1: One Night Stand. Hey, Just One Night Stand. One Night Stand. This is One Night Stand. Presented by First Watch, the official breakfast and lunch sponsor of One Night Stand. I was just there the other day. had the cinnamon chip pancake breakfast. Very delicious. And they're now serving alcohol too. So you can do brunch there. They've got mimosas, Bloody Marys, little vodka kale tonic. Definitely a lot of great options. First watch. You guys know it. Our favorite breakfast and lunch spot. Uh, so check that out. What Up Night fans, it's Wednesday, December 16th, bowl season is here, and just actually less than a week, we play in the Boca Bowl versus BYU, we're going to talk about that, but first, the biggest news, Mackenzie Milton officially announcing that he's transferring to FSU, got lots to say about that. We're also going to complain about the college football rankings, make fun of the Gators since now we're kind of old fans anyway, uh, go over the American Athletic Conference first and second team awards, had a bunch of UCF guys on that list, do a little quick basketball update built by UCF update as well, and like always, Money moves Picks, Moose
0: Mailbag, Speaking of, I'm here with... Money Boo! UCF says aloha to one of its greatest quarterbacks ever in the tweet heard around the world. Mackenzie Milton is committing to Florida State. The Knights go bowling in Boca as they try to turn off BYU quarterback Zach Wilson and the Mormons of Provo. And National Signing Day is upon us. Where will we end up in the recruiting ranks? We'll give more takes than you can throw a shoe at <laughs>
1: Very, very well played. So you yeah. like that?
0: Even had a little uh, Book of Mormon reference in there. <laughs> yeah, turn it off.
1: Uh, hopefully the weather's good and we don't get soaked over in uh, Boca that's another Mormon reference uh, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. Mackenzie Milton, FSU. How do you feel about it? You know, Miami, it was, I guess Miami was maybe interested, but they weren't sure about the King. Obviously, Miami's a better team. A lot of people are saying, you know, FSU has the worst offensive line. That might not be the best fit for him. But uh, Mike Norvell, obviously a coach that's very familiar with Mackenzie Millen. He did inherit a dumpster fire from Willie Taggart, but... They have a lot of good talent there, a lot of good recruits. This will be the second year under him, and they don't really have any good quarterbacks, so I think this is a great fit, and it'll be fun to watch him play there. You know, obviously, we wish him the best. Um, I mean, I'm probably going to be there for the first game, September 5th versus Notre Dame in Tallahassee, and then I'll probably go to the UFFSU game in Gainesville as well, and and maybe a couple other games. Look, I mean, he's got to do what's best for himself. It was best for him to step out of the way, and he, he did it graciously like he always does, and uh, great kid. I, I'm just very excited for him, and uh, it's a, just another dimension going into next season, and also we don't have to deal with the DG or KZ questions that we have for the last two years. Uh Moo, what are your thoughts on this overall?
0: Yeah, he really said it best. You know, the torch has been passed. This is DG's team now. Um, Of course, we all wish McKenzie the best. I think that some fans were not too fond of him going to another in-state school, but, you know, they're not our rivals. We don't ever play them, so there's a very outside shot that we might You know, play them in a bowl game or something. But I mean, to me, it was almost a perfect fit. Some people thought, you know, maybe Nebraska. I I don't really see. I didn't really think that that was going to come through.
1: That be Um, that be a tough move. And actually, from from what I heard, is Frost said, uh, "Thanks, but no, we're we're not good enough for you." Uh, like he did he didn't feel comfortable bringing him in there cuz of their offensive line issues and i mean as you know the the big 10 cranks out nfl linemen so well it's not
0: like florida state has that good of a line i remember you know a week or two ago when mckenzie said that he wanted to go somewhere that he would be protected and uh, their their offensive line is very young
1: currently um, they have one of the worst ranked offensive lines but they have a lot of like recruited talent there. That all comes down to coaching and it's hard to turn around in a year and I think they'll be just fine next year. He's a smart kid, he was not going to put himself in a in a bad situation. I know that
0: 100%. So, yeah, and the other thing is is he wanted to go somewhere that he could start right now quarterbacks that are going to be on Florida State's roster next year. Jordan Travis, the Red shirt sophomore. He's probably, he's, a few, he's probably the best one. He did start a few games for him this year. A very talented runner, but less than accurate in passing, to say the least. I don't really see him retaining the starting position. They also have tried freshman Tate Rotemaker, um a few games. Didn't work out either. Uh, he actually started that Jacksonville State game. And I watch. I mean, I watched a lot of Florida State games this year, and <laughs> I don't think either of these quarterbacks are anywhere close to the talent level of milton no so.
1: not not only that, and you know a, a big reason too that these guys were taking a lot of sacks is because they're kind of not good quarterbacks, so they're holding the ball too long, they're running a lot, they're looking to run. Mackenzie's gonna do great, Norvell's got a great offense for him. Uh, I I think this is a tremendous fit, and I'm very happy he stayed in state, so we can go see him. It's 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 definitely gonna be fun. I'm uh I'm super super happy for him, and yeah, uh, I'm also happy because I have a ton of Gator fans, so now I am on the Seminole bandwagon for a year. And um, I mean, I I started the trash talking after this weekend with the shoe incident. Uh, which is absolutely hilarious. Can't believe they lost to LSU. I mean, they really blew that game like 50 different ways. Should have never been that close. And, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Anything else about it? Yeah, that was a
0: sad day in Gator Nation there. But, you know, it, it it's part of the game. It happens. So- uh, I know we've had some boneheaded plays in the past before that may or may not have cost us games. Um, but you know, they had a million chances to win that game and, you know, first and goal on the one and come away with zero points, interceptions in the red zone. It wasn't all just because of that one.
1: No, there there was a million different things that could have happened just and just change one of them and they would have won that game. So let's get into the rankings.
0: Kind of like our season.
1: Kind of like our season. Yeah. Iowa State now number six with two losses, some belt losses. The Gators only drop one spot to number seven with their terrible loss to LSU. Cincinnati doesn't play. Their game got canceled with Tulsa, which is a good thing. Uh no need to play them twice, so they'll be playing in the AAC Championship. They drop a spot to nine. Iowa State Florida and Georgia with two losses. Being ranked above Cincinnati is blasphemy. And Coastal Carolina not even cracking the top ten. And, like, I, I watched the show, and they're justifying it by, like, well, Florida, I mean, they played well. It could have been a blowout. Like, the games don't even matter at this point. And we're finally starting to see the narrative shift, like, nationally. Like, big names getting pissed about this kind of BS especially the uh, the Iowa State thing like they're, they're not the number six team in the country. and I heard some justification of it about how they played well in their two losses and did it doesn't matter like, why are they even playing the games like you could say that about
0: anyone. They didn't play well in their two touchdown loss to Louisiana. No
1: they said I, I just heard some talking head explain it. they're like, well actually it was only a 10 point loss and then they scored that last touchdown at the end. I, uh, it's, nah, it's, whatever. It's insane. It's insane, but I'm glad. I think this is finally going to be the catalyst for change in college football. It, this is just stupid. Ohio State, 5-0. and They have like no quality wins. They're number four. I think number four. Hold on. I just had it up.
0: Yeah, they're number four. They're number
1: four. USC has a very similar resume, and they're 5-0, and and they're number 13. And I get it. Ohio State's a good team. We know that. But that shouldn't matter. Like why even play the games? You might as well just start the playoffs.
0: Like it it just, it just blows my mind. Now one other Ohio th- State Ohio State's 5 wins. 4 of them were against uh these are probably barely top 50 teams. You, Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan State. Their only good win was Indiana, Indiana yeah and it was a shootout so why isn't Ohio State playing Indiana again for the Big Ten championship give it a rematch <laughs> Northwestern sucks
1: I agree and you know the rules are they're in the same division but they've just shown that oh, they can throw the rules out the window
0: but you can change the rules but
1: here's the thing I'm all for that because the rule was dumb in the first place. They were shooting themselves in the foot. And by not letting them play in the championship, that hurts their conference. When you make the college football playoff, I think each school in the conference gets like 500K from the playoff. You need to get a team in the playoff. And that's why, as much as it hurts me to see Cincinnati do well, I'm rooting for them to get in the playoff. Not just for the money, but it'll make our conference look good. Although, if they make it there, I, th- I don't think they're that good. I think they'll get blown out, and then we'll really never have a shot. But I think to sum this all up, in the end, we're going to see some change here sooner rather than later. I think it's all we can obvious. do now
0: is is hope for mayhem. Maybe Northwestern pulls it off. That would be epic. And maybe Florida bounces back. I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. But
1: <laughs> but here's the thing: Alabama's undefeated. They'll probably just drop to four, or then you you put the Gators in the playoff. I, it, it's it's so stupid, but uh
0: yeah. Anyway,
1: back is A and
0: M. Then then A and M could be in. With oh yeah, because A and M is in. I, and I don't they know. Beat Florida. I don't know. Stupid. But
1: uh okay. Boca Bowl, less than a week from today, versus BYU. Uh, it's a night game. I think. What's it like seven or eight p.m.? Seven o'clock. So, I know you've said you're on the fence. Is this going to be like a game-time decision? Probably. Yeah, I mean, it depends on... I mean, mean, I've
0: said it before, and I'll say it again. I would never go back to this stadium. Okay, but but screw
1: your principles, dude. We're playing a ranked team. I mean, that's actually insane. We were talking about, you know, normally when we're in these bowl games, it's either against Liberty or a small conference school. Or it's against like a six and six SEC or ACC team. This is amazing quality win, kind of. If we win,
0: so yeah. I wonder. Besides the two New Year's Six bowls we've gone, have we ever played a ranked team in a bowl game? I don't probably not. I don't think so. We
1: will have to get our intern Drake on that. I, I don't know,
0: but yeah, but you're right. Anytime that you know we do play. Anytime we play a Power 5 school, it's usually like a 6-6 six and six or a 7-5 team that's not ranked. I know there's teams that have better
1: records than us, but this is the G5 National Championship. I'm going to start calling it that. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, I mean, I, I wouldn't have minded it, you know, although I'm against this, if we did like a little, our own little four-team tournament, us, BYU, um, Coastal, Coastal, Carolina. I'm
1: not really sure how we qualify for that with three losses, but I'll nah, tell you. we don't. You know, here, here's the thing. <laughs> if they're not going to, and I hate this, because if we were to do like a G5 playoff, it would be fun and we'd have a lot more to play for. But that just is pretty much accepting the fact that we're never going to get in the real playoff. So we can't do that. But hypothetically speaking, that would be so much fun to do every year. As long as the current rules are going on, we, it's not like we can make the playoff anyway. Um Really, the only way, the only team that ever had a chance was that Houston team that started off, and I think they upset number two, Oklahoma. I forget what they were ranked, and then they continued to be undefeated, and they got up to number six in the AP poll. Then they lost a bunch of games, and that was before the playoff rankings even came out. But the only way to get in is to schedule teams way in advance, hope they happen to be ranked, schedule P5 teams way in advance, hope they happen to be ranked like 10 years later when you actually play the game, and then win every single game in your schedule. so the And then chi-
0: maybe, just maybe, get number four. And
1: hope a bunch of other teams <laughs> lose, too. So, yeah, um, I, I definitely think we're going to see some change sooner rather than later. Speaking of bowl games, we're going to do our annual Bowl Pick'em Challenge. We're going to have prizes from First Watch, Rock'em Socks, um... Maybe a couple other sponsors too. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be posted on Twitter. By the time you're listening to this, we've done it in years past. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, especially with COVID, it'll be, I guess, kind of even more fun. Um, Okay, let's do conference awards. So the American Conference announced their all-conference teams of course, we had a bunch of selections, so I'll go down the list here. Richie Grant was unanimously voted. And this is by the writers. I think it's like one main beat writer for each team. Um, so, anyway, Richie Grant, unanimous first team. Good for him. And then also, first team, we had Jalen Robinson, Marlon Williams, Matthew Lee. Great story, especially if, uh, you know, kind of how he started the year with all those. Uh, false start penalties, so great for him. And then Cole Schneider. Second team, Dylan Gabriel. Guess who got first team quarterback, by the way? There's only one. Ritter. Yep. (laughs) He threw for like 1,400 yards. Are you freaking kidding me? But, you know, these awards, a lot of it has to do with how well your team is doing. So second team, Dylan Gabriel, Otis Anderson, and A-Rob. And then honorable mention, Lokahi Powale. So congrats to all ten of them for making the all-conference team. Desmond Ritter, you're a bum, but yeah, whatever. Alright, let's move to quick little basketball update. So we had a big matchup at number six Houston. Houston had to shut down their program due to COVID. Unfortunately, the next game is the nineteenth at number fifteen f s u the mackenzie milton <laughs> revenge game i guess <laughs> uh what what day's the nineteenth so i think that's saturday if i'm not mistaken yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saturday the nineteenth nine p m interesting tip off time also since our last show we lost to michigan eighty to fifty eight uh, we were 12-point underdogs and were covering for a lot of the first half and then pretty much just stopped playing. But, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the season. None of this really matters. We're getting into conference play here soon. Also, the ladies basketball team started off 2-1 and one with Power 6 wins against Virginia and LSU. And then, tough loss to Florida Gulf Coast. And I believe they're playing, actually, right now as we speak... Versus Tulane. Actually, I think that game's over and we won. Let me uh, reload. Yeah, all right. So, they beat Tulane 66-62, making us 1-0 in conference play. Coach Abe's done a hell of a job turning that team around over these last four years. Um, Very excited for basketball. Both the men's and women's teams are going to be fun to watch. All right, before we get to Money Moose Picks, Let's talk a little bit more about the Boca Bowl versus BYU. Uh, Moo, what is your projected spread,
0: and is there a spread? So they haven't come out with a spread yet. I think probably late Saturday, early Sunday. The projected betting line right now would be BYU being favored, minus four. So we're going to look to see what the line is. I feel like that's about what it's going to be maybe minus three. I mean, this team is a very good team. Um, they're 10-1. and one. They were, had hopes and dreams of making the college football playoff, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. Yes. But at the very least, they were almost guaranteed a New Year's six, and they come up a few yards short on the final play of the game against Coastal Carolina. Hell of a game. Zach Wilson um, got Drew. So Joe you also kind of have to wonder what BYU's motivation will be going into this game. They have had a game since then where they beat San Diego State 28-14, mind you. But um, before these last two games, they were averaging like 45, 50 points. Uh, so it is an electric offense. Obviously, first game of the year, we all remember the beatdown of Navy 55-3. The quarterback, Zach Wilson, is mobile. Scares me a bit with our defense. Their running back, Tyler Algier, is breaking all kinds of records. Also scared (laughs) for the defense. So two things that we haven't really done well for most of the year is going against a good rushing attack and mobile quarterbacks. Also coming off of one of our worst defensive performances of the season, Which in the prior two games we had some of the best defensive performances, so it's kind of like a Jekyll High defense of late. And um, you know, we'll see. Did we work out the Kings from the USF game? We've been off for what almost three weeks now. Been
1: practicing. Had some extra time.
0: Yeah, we've had some extra time to practice. uh, Maybe get a little healthier. So, I think it's going to be a high-scoring shootout. Take the over. I think it's going to be. Very similar to the USF game, but it's gonna be score for score. And I'm excited to watch. You know, Zach Wilson is one of the best young quarterbacks in the country. I think he's still young. I'm not sure if he's a senior or not. Well, hey but, dude, uh, actually, happy belated birthday.
1: You're thirty two now. I'm thirty one. I thank think it's you. I think it's safe to say that pretty much every college <laughs> player was young. Even like Taysom Hill when he went to BYU, I think. I think he was like Correct. I think he was like twenty seven in there. Um, but yeah, no, I, and I'm actually looking, there's some weird, obscure offshore site that actually has BYU as a three and a half point favorite right now. And the over under at 70, I guarantee you that number, once it hits the main books, will get moved quickly to like 78 or so. So try and get in on that over early because it will definitely move up all of our, uh, is that an official check? Hey, I'm not the picker. That's my official pick. <laughs> I haven't been that good gambling lately though. I uh bet on the Chiefs cuz I was at Chiefs Broncos last weekend. Uh highly don't recommend going to a cold night football game during the winter. Actually, just in general, I don't understand how people live in cold weather. Like it's it's okay like from getting out of your car to go to the grocery store. But to do anything outside, it's miserable. I I was numb the entire time. Yeah, it sucks. No, seriously, it it stinks. (laughs) I don't know why people live up north. Also, outdoor wedding in December, I guess that's what happens when a 21-year-old plans a wedding. Military kids. But anyway, it was a good time. Um, What were we talking about? BYU. Yeah. I'm taking the money line and the over definitely. It's going to be a fun one. I'll be there. I'm in, I believe, 136 row but it's only 20% capacity. And if it's been like any of the games I've been to this year,
0: you can kind of move around freely.
1: So Uh, anyway,
0: so for all of you big gamblers out there, before I make my picks, don't forget, if you do any daily fantasy, usually for the bowl games only, and since this will be one of the only games on that day, Sometimes they do a single game daily fantasy for the college game. So, I did this last year. It was a lot of fun in the bowl game versus Marshall. I I won. I got first place.
1: I had to split it like
0: eight ways. but Yeah, so it's a lot of fun, especially just, I don't know, seeing our players' names there and picking them. I like it. So, they should do it a lot more often, but they don't.
1: Yeah, definitely excited for that. I don't even know if we can tailgate. I don't know. Look on Twitter. They have all that information. But, since we're on the topic, it's time for our favorite segment,
0: Money Moon Picks of the Week. 13-9-1 overall, as we went 1-0 since the last episode, where I gave you guys Tulsa, minus 10, versus Navy. Squeaked out a cover there, it was a late... A late turnover on downs by Navy in their own ends in their own territory, which led to a trip shot field goal for Tulsa, winning by 13. So uh, we'll take it. Another 1-0, quality over quantity. We went 1-0 two weeks ago, now 1-0 again. And uh, I think we'll continue the trend. We have only one pick this week. However... I will say this first: the the projected Boca Bowl line is UCF plus four. Now I can't give an official pick because the line really isn't out yet. But I will tell you this: if UCF gets to that key number of seven, I would be taking it as my official pick. Probably going to throw a few dollars, you know, on the money line just for, you know, you got to have something. Always, always. I, I would love if. The public got behind BYU and bet bet this all the way down to UCF, plus seven. UCF has been a public team over the last couple of years, obviously because of our huge win streak. And now they've gotten burned multiple times this year, as we've lost multiple times as double-digit favorites. So if UCF, again, gets to plus seven, go ahead and take it. All right, so the first and only pick this week, we're going to roll with a hot hand. Tulsa, in the AAC championship game, plus 14 against Cincinnati. Look, Tulsa, surprisingly, has an outside shot at making a New Year's 6. All they have to do is beat Cincinnati and hope that Coastal Carolina loses to number 19 Louisiana. And then hop them in the rankings, right? Well, now to get into the New Year's Six, it's the highest-ranked conference champion. So if Coastal Carolina doesn't win against Louisiana, it may be more of an impressive win, Tulsa over Cincy, than Louisiana over Coastal Carolina. So, we'll see. Um, Anyway, Cincinnati, they haven't played since playing us, which seems like forever ago. It's been almost a month. And, um... I just think they're going to come out rusty. Tulsa, mind you, they have the it factor. Yes, the Tulsa magic. I think Cincinnati is a better overall team, but for some reason, Tulsa just keeps finding a way to win, especially in the second half. Since he could be up big early, but I expect Tulsa to keep it close. We're going to take Tulsa plus 14, the Golden Hurricane.
1: Love it. Tulsa's been a uh,
0: they've been a good one for you this season.
1: So let's keep it rolling.
0: Is that your only pick? You said that is the only pick. Unless UCF gets to plus seven or higher, go ahead and take that. But uh, you know we'll close out the year or uh, close out the seat. I might have. I gotta have some playoff picks.
1: Oh yeah, lots of bowl you know, game picks later on. There's a lot of but, value uh, in the bowl games a lot of the time, especially because. We haven't seen a lot of interconference play, so could definitely be some good value. We'll probably do a show after the Boca Bowl. Yeah, try and get one out before the bowl game season. Uh, yeah, so what was that pick one more time?
0: It's Tulsa. Golden Hurricane plus 14 against Cincinnati. Let's get that. Get that money.
1: All right, last up, we've got Moo's mailbag. Thank you as always for listening and sending in questions. While we've got you, take two seconds to please maybe leave us a nice little review on iTunes or tell a friend if you like the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's been, I can't believe it's been three years, right? This is year three. Yeah,
0: this will be the end of. Uh Season three. Yeah, we did 18, 19, 20. <laughs> Man, what a roller coaster ride. Come Car. a long way, too. Equipment wise. Equipment um, wise. We uh, both have grown. I think we've gotten
1: better. We don't mess up as much.
0: Much easier to edit, I would assume. Yeah. I, we got uh, our first big sponsor. Big sponsor. Thanks <laughs> to you guys, the listener.
1: Thank we've you guys. grown
0: listeners every single year. Yeah, I remember
1: I went back and I don't I don't know why I was going through my phone trying to find something from like the Peach Bowl, and I ended up seeing a screenshot of like our first ten episodes and we went from like fifty to three hundred listeners, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, at the time we I remember the first time we hit five hundred and it was like, holy crap, and uh, yeah, yeah it, it just keeps going up. So, all right, anyway, Moose Mailbag, let's see. First question here is from Oh, MD night twenty sixteen. With how good UCF baseball was last year. You think we'll be like that again this year and make a run at the college world
0: series? Take it sure, away. Sure, why not? I mean I mean it all depends on the COVID too. Are they gonna have the same, you know, schedule moving forward? Are they gonna do the World Series the same? I mean, I know last year didn't we almost make it or we made like we were doing
1: we were doing really 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 well it is such bad timing i feel awful oh, yeah no that was it
0: they like canceled the season
1: the yeah it was right it. in the middle of it yeah because it was it was uh march madness which is like the middle of baseball season so yeah i mean i i don't see any reason why not we didn't lose that many players so i think we will definitely make a run at the college world
0: series Alright, this next one is from UCF MSU Clemson, who, I gotta admit, I, I, don't know who this guy is. Do you? No. I think it's a burner. He's an, he enig- did, an enigma. He did win our first watch, fresh take touchdown challenge, and he wouldn't give you his address. Wouldn't give me his address. What well, do you think you're To gonna- send him the gift card. I don't know. I'm just saying a little shady. We're not sure who this guy is. He could be the mole. Maybe
1: it's like he's Scott Frost.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Josh heipelberger uh, Josh
1: Heipelburner account? It might
0: be a Josh Heipelberger I don't know. Anyway. Thank you am. Thank you for listening. I I will continue to to uh have you remain anonymous, I guess. But anyway, Questions. um his question is, is it still okay to use GIFs of KZ for UCF? Interesting question.
1: Ooh, Also, we got another hint on who this guy is. It's Twitter for Android. Interesting. I know Hype has an iPhone, so it can't be him. Anyway, to answer the question, of course. Of course it is. Be using him for life. Maybe not FSU GIFs, I would say, but definitely the UCF ones. I mean, those are classics, right?
0: Yeah, of course. I would agree. I mean, he's always going to be a staple of everything we talk about about UCF. You know, I I think Dylan will get there, but, um, you know, everything that KZ did for us and the football team, for the school, and really just him as a person, you know, for the fans, what he did. How many pictures of him and random fans are getting posted all, uh, dude, after every game? That's like every post on on twitter is him with the fans i mean
1: yeah he's never said he really no did yeah he really did stay till the end
0: before and, le- um, before
1: leaving for fsu he went over to uh i i know you guys all know who jane and brit are um you know Britt with the special needs he went over to brit's house and surprised her with a christmas gift completely randomly oh wow
0: that's cool dude. yeah
1: such such a great guy so yeah we, kz gifts even if they're in fsu gear who cares Get you know, give that man a key to the city, honestly, for everything he did. All right, last question here: If KZ wins a starting job at FSU, does UCF take over Gainesville when they play UF next season? And when you say "if," you mean when
0: KZ gets the starting job? By the way. <laughs> yeah, to me, I am not a fan of this at all. Look, we're all UCF fans. We're not Florida State fans. We can be fans of Milton we can hope that he has a good game if you want to go to the Florida State game be my guest but I am so against this it's just not a good look the Florida fans are ruthless even though they really have nothing to talk about after last week but um yeah I just I don't think it's a good look I wish Mackenzie all the best I will root for him and him only I don't want to root for the team. I'm rooting for the team. <laughs> I'll I'll
1: I'll be there in UCF gear, but I'll root for Florida State. How awesome would it be to see him in the playoff? I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, it would be awesome, but any running back handoff touchdown I will not cheer for. It has to be him and him only. Okay. I mean that's just it just doesn't make sense. I get it.
1: I'm sorry. I'm fans of these players. And by being a fan of KZ, now I'm. It's, that's an extension of me being a fan of him. Is now I'm an FSU fan for one year. So, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on that.
0: Um, I, I mean, th- I can be the same way. Like, okay, yes, I'm. I admit it. I am a huge Tom Brady fan, but I'm not a Bucks fan. I don't like the Bucks, and I don't like the Patriots anymore either. I just like Tom Brady. Oh wow. well, I still like UCF. So. <laughs> uh, all right, let's
1: wrap this up. couple loose things here. Uh, one is actually a tweet that just popped up on my timeline that I absolutely freaking love. It's from Patrick Mayhorn. Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati would be completely justified in declining bowl bids, scheduling a game together, and then declaring the winner the
0: national champion. Do it.
1: I am 100% down with this.
0: The only thing is, though. Yeah. Like, that would make it, that would be, like, a path to, oh, yeah, you guys do want to have, see, you guys do want to have your own group of five national championship. But you got to
1: say, be like, look, this is why we need an 18 playoff. It's stupid. And you know what an 18 playoff is? It turns the playoff from three games into seven. That's over double the money. And as we all know, follow the money. The more games, the better.
0: That's why March Madness is so awesome. And the upsets yeah. make it even better. I'm a fan of the 18 playoff, but I'm not a fan of what you just said of them scheduling each other. Yeah, it would be cool, but it takes away the credibility of our national championship when. One of the main factors in us claiming it was that we beat the team that was the only team to beat the two teams that were in the finals. That
1: was one. It was a three pillared argument. One, we were the only undefeated team that year. Two, we beat the team that beat both of the teams in the national championship. And three, we never sniffed the top 10, so it didn't even matter. And
0: Danny White said so. 3B. Very valid arguments. All of which will, that scenario will probably never happen again. The Auburn thing
1: was just icing on the, I mean, the fact that the two teams in the national championship, their only loss was to the team we beat. I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect, but even without that, I think we had a legitimate case to at least make some noise, but that really, really made it more legitimate. Um, I think it was a somewhat
0: legitimate. I think the number one overall argument was that we were the only undefeated team. The end. Yeah. And Has that ever happened? And we're still the only undefeated.
1: Yeah, it happened with, you know, I think Utah or Utah State with Urban Meyer. Boise maybe once.
0: Um, The years that Utah went undefeated wasn't the national champion. The oh, DCS I see. national champion undefeated. I, I see
1: what you're saying. Yeah, hey, look. Like well,
0: What other sport can you be the only team to not lose and you actually play every game? Cough, cough, Ohio State. Right.
1: And not make and the you playoffs. don't win. Exactly. And you don't make the playoff. You don't even get a chance to the playoffs. That's been the argument for years. Um, right, we could do a whole episode on that, but we've pretty much been doing that for the last three years. <laughs> all right. Big week for the built-by-UCF guys. Matthew Wright got called up as the Steelers kicker Chris Boswell was dealing with a nagging injury. He played on that, I think it was the Tuesday night game. I can't even keep track mm-hmm. anymore. Went one for one extra points, one for one field goals. Huge congrats to him. Also, Gabe Davis had yet another primetime touchdown. I think that's six for him on the year. Kid just a stud. He was wide open again, too. And last little bit, Shaquem Griffin had his first solo NFL sack. Awesome to see him out there playing. And you know, we're at a point now, so Shaquille, Sha- this is Shaquille's third year, Shaquille's for Traquan, our guys are coming up on contract time, so we're going to see some reshuffling of the built-by-UCF guys, it'll be interesting to see what happens this offseason, but man, more and more and more names, and Marlon's going to be next, probably Richie Grant too,
0: more Gabe Davis.
1: Oh, also, Charlie Hewlett got a shout-out on the, uh, the Monday Night Football by Steve Levy, highest-paid long snapper in the NFL. Also, our first major guest on this podcast. So, shout-out to him for snapping well and getting paid. Uh, What else you got, Moo?
0: I just want to go back to the NFL Draft Day 2020 earlier this year, where I tweeted my Absolute disgust for Florida wide receiver Van Jefferson yes. being picked in the second round over Gabe Davis. I said, in all caps, there is no way that Van Jefferson is better than Gabe Davis. And we again go to the season stats. Now, the Rams don't have the best wide receivers ever. What? they have, Okay, Van Jefferson is a slot guy, isn't he?
1: I don't know, but I mean I feel like all I say They have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Who else? Josh Reynolds is pretty good. But but look, but no, look, but no, your point Buffalo has Cole Beasley. Your point's still valid. Gabe Davis is still the number four guy. They have Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, and John Brown. They have good receivers too. And he's still finding a way to get to the end zone a bunch, because that's how good he is.
0: Anyway, Ben Jefferson, fifteen catches, 170 yards, and one touchdown. That's like Marlon stats for one game but that's for the whole that's for the whole year for van and uh gave davis six tutties on the year and picked in the fourth absolute beast you know if i started him
1: over evan ingram in fantasy i would have made it to the next round of playoffs how how embarrassing
0: is that that's pretty embarrassing not as embarrassing as you finishing one and eleven but hey We have to congratulate you on your first win in fantasy. Two wins, actually. Two wins. Oh, two wins.
1: And I knocked someone out of the playoffs, too. I don't remember who. He's streaking. I think it was Nick. (laughs) But thank you.
0: (laughs) Push push me.
1: The guy who auto-drafted his entire team and didn't set his lineup (laughs) all year.
0: (laughs) Almost made the playoffs. (laughs) Pushing me into the playoffs. Thank you very much. Gotta love it. Nobody cares. Gotta love it. All right. uh, Anything else? Oh, National Signing Day is today. So that'll be,
1: it'll actually be probably before this uh, episode drops or somewhere similar to the time. I know we just lost a wide receiver recruit. I think it was Zay Jones, but we actually dropped him. So, I don't know, it's a numbers thing or he wasn't good enough. I don't know, but very exciting. We're ranked fifth in the conference. You guys know I don't give a crap about the... Recruiting rankings, but it is fun to uh to follow the new guys and try and predict who's going to be good because half of them don't, don't end up doing anything
0: anyway. Yeah, we've been pretty bad at figuring out who was going to be. I mean, they have to have like a small flash of greatness on the team before I really get behind them. You yeah. know, a la Tatum Bethune, um, McRae back in the day. McRae was probably your best call ever. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a good one. One out of like a million, but anyway, yeah. I mean, Tatum Bethune. I've been talking about him for a while. We got a lot of. Young, I really think guys he's going to be defense. a leader in the. De- yeah, I think Tatum Bethune's going to lead the defense next year.
1: Plus, we got well, we got my boy KD, Kalia Davis coming back. He sat out due to COVID. Probably a good move. I mean,
0: really didn't miss anything. Where do you think DJ Mac is going to end up?
1: Oh, good call. I wanted to talk about that earlier. I don't know man. I think his best bet is to go to a smaller school where he's pretty much guaranteed the job and can just ball out and get some really good highlight tape out there and then try yeah. and and then try and get to the NFL. I think that's that's what would what, what would suit him best. I don't know and I haven't heard anything. So
0: we'll have to well, see Well, you know, USF Unfortunately, needs a quarterback. A he ain't quarterback going play. to USF. So you know you were what? talking. I'm you, just saying you I...
1: were when you were talking earlier about um about KZ going in state and people being upset about that. Screw that! I'd be way more pissed if you went in conference and in state. In state, first of all, convenient. Second of all, it's not in conference. Uh, so like you said, the chances are very unlikely. We might meet in a bowl game, and honestly. As weird as that would be, it'd be kind of cool at the same time. Mac ain't going to
0: USF, but you know what? I could see, I could see him going to like a you know a Sun Belt team, maybe like a Georgia Southern, Arkansas State. Hey, um, if
1: he wants to go to USF, I'd support him one hundred percent. He's got to do what's best for himself. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. And if that's the best program that's available, then good for him. I've been saying it for a while. I do like their coach Jeff Scott. You know he inherited a really, really, really crappy program. So, I mean, I thought they were going to get more than one win this year. But uh, hey, what can you do? Anyway, it's lots- also
0: too a huge gamble because he really hasn't played in almost two years now. Yeah, it's just like KZ. So, I mean, you know, I don't think he forget know, how to
1: play football. I haven't played basketball in three years. I can still pick the ball up, dribble, and. Probably missed layups, but that's exactly what I did. But (laughs) Um, anyway, all right, let's wrap this up. We will see you guys hopefully at the bowl game in about a week. Look out for our bowl pick 'em ESPN contest. I will be tweeting that out. Make sure to follow us on social media at UCF underscore problems at moneymoo UCF on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Love you guys. Thank you for listening, and go Knights.
0: Charge on. Show